Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Wow, right? Doesn't it feel like the future right now? Has anyone said that to you yet? If not, I just did. So go, Brian. Once again, I am a trendsetter. Uh, This week on Late Night, we are giving ourselves a week off from recording a brand new episode. And instead, we are going to put out two of our Patreon mini episodes that Leighton and I do every week over there at patreon.com slash Late Night. These are two really fun episodes. We're just going to do them bam, bam, right back to back. So we hope you enjoy them. If you like this kind of stuff and you feel like supporting the show over at Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash late night and show us some love over there. But also thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to this show. We're almost a full year in now and I've had a great time doing it. Layton's has a great time doing it and we appreciate and love, and I mean it, deeply love all of you. So happy new year. I hope you've all had a great and safe holiday season and please enjoy these mini episodes. Uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going fine. Having a little bit of uh, that Monday failure to launch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, overslept, then stayed in bed, look, doom scrolling, you know, Reddit. And then yep. I'm just finally starting to do work. But only after doing extensive research on this, I'm immediately going into keyboard chat. Fuck it. You guys paid $5 for that. <laughs> That's fine. Yes. Um, $5 or more. Or more. Thank you, by the way, for the more. Um, uh, but, you know, that you have artisan keycaps, which are like special, very expensive, like handmade keycaps that you use for your escape key, what have you. They're very like boutique items and they're great. But I was like, what if I start making my own keycaps? Uh, and that so is I, a great idea. I love that for you. Yeah, I, I know, right? I loaded up on like resin casting stuff and I just want to get like deep into it. Like I, I was, I've been looking for like, do slasher themed keycaps exist? And the answer is no. And I'm about to corner that motherfucking Etsy market on slasher keycaps. So <laughs> what would you call those? Hmm. Slasher. Is there a fun name for those? Uh, Stabby caps. <clears throat> I don't know. Folks, <laughs> did you just hit a fucking symbol? <laughs> What's happening over there? I upgraded our Zencaster. You did? Yep. So we just get Can you see can you see the soundboard at the top of the thing? No. Wait, oh. do we get sound effects now? Oh, fuck. Yes, we do. <laughs> this show just got so much more obnoxious. Why don't I get oh, a soundboard? I don't know, but actually, do you know what this enables us to do? Not to take away from your keycap thing? It doesn't thing? fucking matter. Oh, shit! Right. And I can't oh. determine if I want to do it or not. You know what I mean? I like the idea of we we don't tell the audience whether or not they actually heard it. This would make oh, me shit. actually like this. Wow. Game. That is next level. And then the audience oh. has to guess if it was actually played or not. I, I feel like we just repeatedly switch it up every time. That's pretty wild. The, this is some, I have some been. mind fuckery directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> what else? I want like a full... 
I need a full demonstration of the things that are in our arsenal. And also, can we upload custom shit? Yes, that's why I upload what's popping. Like, so it come it came with that piano thing, which I accidentally just deleted, but I don't care because whatever. Uh, it has something called intro outro, which is this. Ready? <laughs> Welcome to the Wecked Cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Today going to be talking about basketball, a thing I like. Do you want to sell me a Casper mattress? What the fuck? Actually, we are supported today by Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again, motherfucker. <laughs> this goes on for a long time. How now. do we not have sponsors may- yet? That's so fucked up. But like, look at what we're bringing to ad reads. This is terrible. This intro music. Like I feel shittiest. like I'm trapped in an elevator to hell. Okay, I just stopped it. I guess it just loops or something. I, so I don't really know how to control these. Uh, but yeah, we can upload anything we want. Uh, it comes with this rim shot. It comes with... That's a really mediocre well, rim shot. I wonder if this shows up on the recording, does it? Why? People, okay. People, we might have gotten this far and people can't even hear this. And I really don't know. Why on earth would it not work? Because I don't. Hold on, I'm gonna play. Be quiet. I'm gonna play something. We'll see if we get maybe that one wasn't the soundboard, but we could we'll we see. could always get it and fuck with people and maybe stead just throwing a couple yeah. of dog barks. Anyway, continue. Uh, okay, be quiet for a second. I'll see if any. We'll we'll see if a waveform shows up. Yeah, it shows up on mine. Nice. I'm upset that I don't get to have the soundboard. I don't think that's I fair. am too. Well, I guess they don't want guests, you know, if you were a guest. Yeah, but that would be really funny. Everyone fighting to use the soundboard. <laughs> it would be really So wait, you've funny. only pay, played like three sounds. Are there more than that? That's it. No, no, no. That's all it comes with. But we can upload whatever. Oh, God. So all right. Okay. I can, hold on. I got to really think about on. this. Peaches. Can I upload the peaches and lemons theme? Mm, yeah. Let's, let's I'm also interested to hear what the quality of it is on the yeah, actual totally. record. There it is. This feels, this is incredible. I think this is the best thing that could have possibly happened to this podcast. It is. And I, I, I was, for whatever reason, I did not upgrade the Zencaster and I did it today and it was a great decision. Excellent. So what, but, the heck do we upload i'm immediately my brain goes to david lynch something david lynch yeah uh i mean any number of uh uh gordon quotes yeah from twin peaks <laughs> massive massive quantities maybe you today remind me of a small mexican chihuahua <laughs> literally the greatest delivery of all time yeah um, Oh, okay, listeners, hop on the Discord and let us know what you want to hear. I get the feeling this might get old very quickly, considering I get the feeling you might be a very trigger-happy soundboard man. Me? What What would uh, what would cause you to think that? That I would want to run a bit into the ground, an annoying bit into the ground so hard that it alienates everybody. <laughs> what, what, what? I don't understand where you're getting that. Yeah, you've always been very very measured in your approach, much like you know your very well orchestrated grid posts. That's what I do. Uh, (laughs) Have you ever seen Singing in the Rain? Yeah, of course. 
Okay, great. So one of my all-time favorite movies, absolutely the best. Yeah. And a quote that has stayed with me from that is dignity. Always dignity. And that is how I live my life. I can't stand him. Oh, poor Gene Hagen was so typecast after that role. She like had a did not have a good career after Singing in the Rain because people thought she could only do that voice. <laughs> That's such she's a so great. In that I, movie I fucking too. loved that movie when I was a kid. Like it's that the best. and some like it hot and uh, sound yes. and music were on a heavy rotation, and then I just you know the switch flipped, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this shit anymore. Man. Singing in the rain might be my all time favorite movie. Really, it just never gets old. Yes, I love it so much. The music's great. There's that big Sid Sharice dance number in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting is awesome. Donald O'Connor and uh, fuck, what's her name? Uh, Debbie Reynolds. Uh, just everything. She was 19 when she made that movie. Jesus. Yeah. And kept up with, or Gene Kelly kept up with her is really what I should say. But yeah, I love everything about that film. What's your favorite song from that film? Let's make them laugh. Yeah, obviously. Make them laugh is, is the, is what it's one of the all time great set pieces in movie history. Donald O'Connor fucking runs up a wall and flips over. It's yeah. Incredible. That scene fucks. Mm -hmm. Speaking of scenes that fuck, um, I rewatched, basic instinct last night which i have never seen it <gasps> you've never seen basic instinct <laughs> no i i, I want to say i've only seen basic instinct too but he, just to of course, be controversial of course, yeah but, it's uh, i've never seen either such a fucking wild movie is it um, good yes it's okay. is, you, is it you is have it for to accept a certain level of bullshit but i think it's yes, very good um, is it yeah. paul verhoven yeah is that right yeah, yeah. Um, and it has Verhoeven typical misogyny, but I, I of don't care because it's good. Um, I, I love the premise of everyone wants to fuck Michael Douglas, which makes zero sense in world. Sharon Stone is incredible. Um, and just yeah. like the hottest woman in the world. It's insane. I just like sweat through that entire movie. I remember when that came out. I mean, when did that come out? It was like 92, late 80s, early 90s. 82? 92. 92. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would have been in high school and it was like all anyone could talk about. It was. But yeah, you, you see Sharon Stone's pussy. You see her, you know, Rob yep. Bochin from The Thing <laughs> did the special effects on that and he really knocked Well, you the actually park. see her vagina? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Rob Bochin did do a whole animatronic pussy for it. so i've only seen that scene parodied right so i've never actually seen it so i've seen people talk about it but i so i I, from what i remember like in the parodies you see the reaction to the people in this like you see the people in the scene seeing her vagina yeah i i've never known if you watch that you actually see her vagina oh yeah totally so yeah you do okay wow there there's like 90 percent of that movie is sex scenes um, right. That apparently Paul Verhoeven was like insisting that all of them stay in to the point where like in order to sell execs, shot. he had to like do extensive storyboarding for like every position. <laughs> wow. it, it has like the most ridiculous soundtrack. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's such a great time. Catherine Trammell, bisexual icon. We love it. Love to see it. Um, it's the ultimate hot bitch movie. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. But speaking of erotic thrillers, uh, you've seen Fear with Mark Wahlberg, right? I don't think I have, no. Fuck! <laughs> that was- This might come as a shock to you. Erotic thriller is not one of my primary genres of film. 
Have you seen Single White Female? I have not. Brian, give me some more. <laughs> I, did, I don't really. I don't know. That's, that's the trifecta you know, of erotic thrillers for me. I know. I, I guess Fatal Attraction, Dressed to Kill are on there, but I, I is Fatal Attraction it. erotic? From I mean, I it's another it's everyone wants to fuck Michael Douglas movie. Yeah, I've seen Romancing the Stone. I haven't seen that, but um, Single White Female is amazing. Jennifer Jason Leigh. That's Bridget Fonda, right? Yep, and Jennifer Jason Leigh, just knocking it out of the park. Fear is Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon, and then William Peterson, and Mm. it's uh, the real, real, maybe she loves Fear, starring Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I already hate this. I, my opinion has turned. I already hate this. Um, that was my goal. We're less than 15 minutes in to our first soundboard. And oh, dear God. This one of us already hates so it. so fucking exhausting. This is going to take years off of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, anyway, the real set piece of Fear, starring Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon, is uh, Mark Wahlberg fingers Reese Witherspoon on a wooden roller coaster while Wild Horses plays. <laughs> Really? <laughs> and it's the best thing in the world. It, it's it's a goddamn awful movie, but it is in that perfect zone of like fantastic awful, much like um, uh, Eli Roth's Knock Knock starring Keanu Reeves. I, now I've heard of that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that movie is so um, good. Did, okay, Mark Wahlberg, hot or not? Extremely not. Um, we, we hate mm. a racially motivated a lot hate of people crime would. Man. Well, okay, no, I'm I'm obviously his. Uh, You're just talking life, about dude. face hot, right? I'm just talking about how he looks. Not even remotely. I think a lot of people would disagree. That's interesting. Really? I mean, as as resident gross man fucker, absolutely not. <laughs> also, Matt Damon, no. Huh. Okay. I feel like I I when I was younger, I always got those two confused because they're just yes weird looking, but not in the appealing way. Yeah, we we saw Matt, uh, Mark Wahlberg in uh, in Star Market in Cambridge once. You know, I used to, used to live in Cambridge, uh, Mass. And uh, one day, Rachel and I were walking through Star Market in Central Square, and Mark Wahlberg was just like in the dairy section, hanging out and being accosted by, you know, some random fan. Of course. Uh, and that you know, he's a Boston guy. In case that doesn't come through in literally everything he says. <laughs> yeah, it's fine it's i think some of the stuff he does is 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 great uh in terms of acting i love i heart huckabees an all-time favorite i've not seen it i it's it's awesome it's got an incredible cast and it you know there's a lot of good stuff uh in there but yeah he seems like a kind of a despicable monster yeah yeah sorry maybe it's biting my hand right now um she's just having a great monday she's living it up what I love is you can't even see the me about to click on it. My mouse is just on top of it. That's disgusting. That's so yeah. thoroughly disgusting. I can't believe it. You should get a recording of me being like, wait, we have to have Jory saying that's a good bit. Oh my God, of this course. This is we all do. we ever wanted. Yes. Oh, okay. This is a great way to alienate guests. Oh too. yeah. I don't think we're doing that enough. <laughs> I think we're making too too friendly of an atmosphere here. Yeah, especially as we get more and more guests, we don't personally no oh yeah uh yeah all right i'm gonna have to this is gonna be the most supreme act of self-restraint i've ever accomplished a meditation on self-control it really really is i want to click on it so bad right now i did it 
Um, should we look at questions from the Discord? Because we haven't done that in a oh, shit. Yeah. second. We haven't done that in forever. Yeah. Oh, Ali's sending cute drawings to me. Mm. Oh, just so good. I, I've, Ali and I have just been swapping horny drawings. Just it's great. I'm loving it. It's it's a straight trickle of serotonin at all times. Something I desperately need. All right. Um, well, first of all, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not discuss the meme that's sweeping the nation, a.k.a. comes up. No. Which is a big hit uh, amongst our uh, Patreon supporters. And on this Discord, I feel like it's people love it. What can I say? Do you, what's your reaction to it? Two comes down. <laughs> See, as long as you're participating, that's really all I care about. Uh, 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 we got a question from Idlevice. Okay. I see. I sense you're changing the subject, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to someone's house slash an event for dinner and eaten something, one, that was terrible, but you pretended to enjoy out of politeness, and two, tried something you would have never tried on your own and ended up loving it? I read this to change the subject, but I don't actually know answers to either of these questions. I mean, the answer is, yeah, that happens like regularly. You go to someone's house and you're you're not going to tell someone who invited you over for dinner that you don't like their food. Like that's just, that's just rude. Yeah. Uh, so you might not eat much of it. That's definitely happened to me. Like I, as we've talked about, I'm not a huge cheese fan. Right. And occasionally people will serve something that's real cheesy and I'm not into it, but I'll take a few bites and, you know, just do your best to be nice about it. They're putting themselves out by making something for you. I guess uh, for me, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, uh, please. Uh, for me, I eat like a little bird um, and I barely eat anything. So I'm constantly in that stressful situation of barely eating anything and being like, it's not because I don't like it. I'm very into it. I just have it. I have, I'm on so much medication. Please be nice to me. Um, <laughs> and is that, is your eating little because of your medication or just your, just you? I don't know. The depression, the body type, the eating habits, the everything. Um, I just don't really get very hungry. It's a thing that I have to force. Um, yeah. Because it, you, wait, how tall, how tall are you? Five, six. Five, six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, no, I, I was just going to say, sorry. I, I couldn't remember. I, if I had to guess, I would have guessed anywhere between five, four and five, eight. I couldn't quite remember. Oh God, to be five, eight. I would fucking love that. Um, I think in my mind, you're, you're taller than you are. Like I would have guessed closer to five eight. That's the highest compliment you could possibly give me. <laughs> One time, because you kind of have that body type, right? Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. willowy? Question mark. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean skinny? I guess I don't know. What does yeah, willowy never, mean? Uh, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. Uh, yeah. One time, somebody commented on my yeah slim slim tall life. Uh, huh. Somebody commented on an Instagram post, you look like you're seven feet tall in this picture. And I'm, you know, I'm still riding that high. I can see that though. You you do have kind of a tall vibe. <laughs> Big tall energy. Yeah. BTE. BTE, baby. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the other one. Like, have I tried something that I, what was it? I'm trying, I can't see the question. I'm trying to find uh, it. I tried the... something you would have never tried on your own and ended up loving it. I mean, maybe not at someone's house, but yeah, all the time. Like, yeah, at, you know, usually it's you go out to some restaurant for a cuisine you're not familiar with with a friend, and they're like, "Try this," and you're like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" So yeah, for sure. There's a place. Have you ever? I, been I can't. To, can I um, think of a single example? No. 
Yeah. But go ahead. Have you been to um, Gazen in Little Tokyo? No. What it's is a, that? It's a little itzakaya place that has like the best fucking sushi. And I went there one time oh. during, I want to say it was Indicade with a bunch of people and Jory. Um, and they have this thing that I was so weirded out by when they ordered it. But every time I go, I have to get it. Maybe please be quiet. Uh, it's it's tuna belly. God's end? Is that what it's called? Gazen, like G-A-Z-E-N. Oh, sorry. God's end is a baller name for a restaurant, though. Especially a, like a sushi restaurant. Yeah, it's Pretty. like come in and kill God. Uh, yeah. But it, it's oh, yeah. tuna belly with little cubes of cream cheese. And it, lo- I mean, it literally is just like, oh, here's some chopped up tuna belly. But it is so insanely good. It's like the belly is so salty uh, with like a fat cube of cream cheese that just kind of absorbs mm. that salt. Mm. That's the stuff. See, I ah. immediately out with uh, cream cheese on sushi. Not interested. Don't like it. Oh, man. A Philadelphia roll is like, my favorite thing no i really hate it (laughs) i guess it's maybe partially i don't know i this is the kind of thing where i like really doubt the connection of this but like when my mom was pregnant with me there was one night where she ate like 30 pieces of a philadelphia roll and like it just like hits the spot for me um that shit's so good what were you gonna say i was gonna say I, i have what i think is a great idea but it might be a terrible idea. And right, I'm very ahead. excited to get your reaction. I was thinking about this this week. Okay. It is a, it's either a restaurant or a food truck, probably a food truck called Sushi Fuck. <laughs> and it is super high-end sushi, like extremely good sushi. And all of the rolls, et cetera, have very explicit anatomical pornographic names. Isn't that already how most sushi restaurants are? Like where there are multiple like sex on the beach, fucking on the No, beach. no, but I'm talking about like penis roll and things like that. Like, or you could get real porny, like re- the reverse cowgirl roll. That that, seem, that to me seems kind of hackneyed. Yeah. But the spit roast. Like there's enough reproductive organs in various bodies that you could have like the fallopian roll or whatever, you know? Yeah, there, the, the there's uterine like, lining. Totally. Um, the vast deference role, whatever. There's like a lot of stuff that you could do. And if it's a food truck, there doesn't need to be even that many options. You could have 10 rolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that would be a viral sensation, especially if the food was good. And you'd get a bunch of like hipster types who come just to order the vagina roll or whatever. Give me one second. I don't want to break this bit, but I'm going to calm this dog down real quick and I will be okay. Critter, it's time for the Thunder Jacket. I don't know if you can still hear me, but this is not a bit. This is a legitimate business idea. All right, I've returned. I think we're going to need to name all 10 Great. of the fuck rolls. Okay, let's do it. All right, so these are, these are the role. Well, do we want to say what they are? I feel like that's... I think it's important that we say what they are. So for me, immediately, I want the equivalent of a Philadelphia roll. Um, I mean, that's okay. It's my food truck, but yeah, okay. We're in this together, Brian. What what what, what <laughs> would you, what would you rather have? You you want to do a dual partnership LLC for running this food truck? You're really going to do it by yourself? Okay, so well, uh, you know that's a good point. I actually don't want to run this business by myself. Um, I just want to actually be an investor creator, but not a chef. I'm yeah, I, I just want the kickback. I want. I would like the fat stacks, which surely well, will be made based on this viral sensation. Totally, and obviously, if it has cream cheese, that's got to be a semen roll. I think we can be a little bit more creative with it, like the baby batter. 
See that, okay, so this is actually one of the things I wanted to, it's kind of along the reverse cowgirl line is, do we get jokey with it or do we just get anatomical? And jokey is probably better. Like, yeah, jokey is better because, fun. I mean, it, it does feel like the riff of sex on the beach. So one of these needs to be explicit sex act on the beach. Um, yeah, uh, anal sex on the beach. <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the point. That's the yeah. goal is to have all of these have terrible names. The kind of thing that if you saw this casually at a sushi restaurant, you would be like, no way. Like, I don't want to... Already, it's kind of embarrassing to order a lot of rolls yeah. because the names are appalling. But the goal is here, everything is appalling. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't mean like the name is appalling. I'd order anal, anal sex on the beach, but <laughs> nobody clipped that. Uh, but well, what just, about I mean, at a sushi restaurant? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but like that... Have you ever had sand in your asshole? <laughs> I have not. Well, you know what? Probably Pro- yes, when I was just, a kid. Like, probably. I've been on beaches enough, but... Yeah, exactly. Oh, that I don't want to. Okay, what's in the anal? Ch- changing the subject. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's sriracha in it. Also, like panko yeah, sorry, crumbs sorry, which, to represent. Which one are we sand. doing? We're doing anal sex. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're sriracha, doing anal sex on the beach. Uh, panko, maybe a tempura, like a shrimp tempura yeah, in it. Yeah, shrimp tempura. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And a little bit of cucumber, uh, or avocado in there. Let's put avocado on the top with some eel sauce. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Um, Great. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I think. If we try to come up with ten, let's do five of these. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna I want. I'm gonna, gonna need enough. some artistically inclined listener to draw some mock-ups of these rolls, please. Um. Yeah, I like the idea of the uterine lining uh, roll because that's the that's the name. Yeah. So you have some okay. some like red fish row. You got your tuna. Yeah, for sure. Also red. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Spicy tuna or regular tuna? I think most of these need to have an element of spice. You know, it's only fair. I like a spicy roll. Uh, how, how about we put some uh, jalapeno slices on top? All right. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, uh, what else? We we definitely need. Obviously, all of these have. I mean, we're well. I shouldn't say obviously, but there's there's rice and uh, nori on yeah, the outside, of course, right? Of course. Okay, great. Uh, uh, well, we could. You know, what we could do is we could make this one an inside out roll. Yeah, I like. I that. think that's appropriate. Great. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, just big globs of sriracha on top of that. That sounds really. Appetizing. All right, I'm into this. It's an inside-out roll. Maybe uh, uh, eggs on the inside and the outside. Mm. How about that? Yeah, like the um, uh, the row on the inside. Then there's the nori, and then there's rice, and then spicy tuna and masago and uh, jalapeno slices. That actually sounds pretty dope. Yeah, I would eat that. Um, all right, uterine lining is a go. What's the for me? What's the Philadelphia roll equivalent? Well, that's the baby batter, like we talked about. It's true. I mean, and it I can feel also like be we semen could... surprise. Mm, yeah, I, I like. I think baby batter is catchier. Baby batter definitely has a better ring to it. Um, and then we—it's it, a Philadelphia roll. How about with some masago on the outside, and that's kind of it. Yeah, that works out. We're getting a Nothing little fancy, like unoriginal with it but I, I i think that you know thematically it counts 
Um, I'm glad we're really getting into this. Book. Yeah, this me too. Really me great. too. We should, in the future, make these. We should just straight up make these. Oh, here's something. It's the orgy roll, and it has everything. It's just every, <laughs> every ingredient. single ingredient. Yep. And they're all like mushed together. Yeah, it's like a burrito-sized roll. It's a burrito-sized roll. Maybe there's a part of me that wants to dump everything into a blender and serve it uh, as a shot. It. Yes, kind of. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Is that these come with like uh, shots or something? I think the shot version would be the eyes wide shut, uh, and they give. <laughs> that's you a, a okay. That's a great roll name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is that not a roll name? <laughs> eyes wide shut. And the description just says, "Let's fuck." <laughs> You have no idea what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, yeah. The description says, let's fuck. It takes forever. And then you walk away and you're like, was that good? <laughs> that seems like most fancy restaurants. Uh, that sounds just right. I have not seen Eyes Wide Shut in, I don't know, let's say a long time. I mean, at least 10 years. I only saw it once on a very small screen at a friend's house. Hated it. And I since have had actually a very dear friend who knows his stuff be like, no, you got to watch that again. It's great. It's, and I've watched it within the past two years. It's fine. Literally all I remember is ending on let's fuck. Mm-hmm. I got to look up um, sushi roll menu because I'm blanking on. I, I think we have most of them now. I feel like we're there, there's something obvious we haven't Yeah, we done. haven't, we, we don't have any like oral themed roles. Oh, that's good. Well, we just, we should, could just have a BJ roll. That's solid. And the B, so the, the B stands for whatever, bream. And J is like jalapeno or something. I don't even know. Like they stand for something, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could also see like a carpet muncher or. That is a great one. Yes, the carpet muncher roll. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's like, that should be more like a hand roll, you know? Should be bottom feeder fish. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, w- I don't know what would count as like a bottom feeder. Um, but by the way, they're not hand rolls. They're hand job rolls. Hand job rolls, yes. Okay, that, that's yeah. fucking perfect. This is, the most, this is the most explicit we have ever gotten on this podcast, and it, I'm enjoying this. This is great. It's the premium like, content that the people paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So uh, yeah, I, I really like this as a riff on, you know, terrible sex on the beach named rules. I, I I think this would really work out. I think this. Don't sells. you think people would, would come to this? I do. I legitimately do. C-O-M-E or C-U-M? Well, both. Okay. We'd have a, the, we'd have the cum zone, which is a little place where people can eat. Right. <laughs> just a little, you know, maybe a, not, not tables, just stools or whatever. And you can go over in the cum zone and, uh, you know, you take your sushi you over to the cum zone. Yep, and do whatever happens. Like no judgment. That's 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 crucial. This is an inclusive, judgment-free zone as long as you are respectful. That's very important. Yeah. This is um, great. Wow, wow! I need to see fan art of this. I don't want to seem desperate or beg, but I'm begging someone to please make this somewhat a reality. What does the truck look like? Um, like, let's call this a food truck because I think that's the best idea. Yeah. But what does it look like? Is it is like it, a novelty, like Oscar Mayer sort of? Is it shaped? Probably it's a like a very phallic sushi roll. That's a good idea. Maybe like a big shrimp tempura. 
Mm. Mm. Or chop. Every 30 minutes, um, uh, one of those Disney World, like, uh, effusers on the top just, like, sprays, uh, you know, like, the hibachi white sauce uh, out over the cum zone. (laughs) You get in the splash zone of the cum zone. Do our rolls come in applicators, like tampon applicators? No, that's fucking weird. I draw okay, the line. You know, just, I'm just throwing out ideas. Like, um, um, that would mean they would be so small. Table. No, big ones. Like we have, you know, where they're like several inches. Heavy in flow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a roll. The heavy flow roll. Great. Or wait, you can choose the is... size of your roll from like spotting up to heavy flow. <laughs> this is the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you hate this, uh, it's Layton's fault. I just want everyone to know if that. If you hate this, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. As is I always the case. I, I don't think anybody listened to my Joyce Carol Oates read, and I get it. It's fine. Oh, really? I'm I, surprised. It's it's fine. Uh, I, I will do it again against the will of everyone, probably with a better story um, that will not involve me doing accents, which... Oh, you did. I, I did. I didn't hear it. Uh, as, I, well, you know, okay. Nobody fucking listened like, to it then. I was. I okay. Look, I've been very busy. Uh, you, when did you put it out last Thursday? Yeah, you've been yeah, very so busy, been busy ideating your new food truck that you were going to cut me out of, but it's fine. I, well, I told you about it. I mean, you know, I didn't launch it or anything until I talked to you. So it's like, whatever. Uh, I've been busy dressing up like a weird magician and blow drying my hair. Yeah, what's the deal there? What's going on? Well, I want your, since you're more of a fashion forward person than I, I want your reaction to that look. I'm currently wearing a blockbuster hat, a giant flight of the Concord shirt and no pants. So it, it, I don't know, fashion forward question mark. Um, Oh, but come on. But yeah, but more so than I, you must admit by any stretch of the imagination, right? No, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'm, I'm just fishing. I went to get coffee this morning at a walk-up place that I like, and the beautiful barista with a bunch of tattoos was like, oh my God, your outfit's so good. And I didn't, I forgot how to talk, as is always the case when beautiful baristas <laughs> compliment me, where I was just like, ha, thank you, thanks. All right, so I'm reacting to this photo of you that you sent me. This is on my Instagram, by the way. I'm wearing a purple bow tie. There's other stuff going on too, but just in case your listeners are curious, it's on my Insta. Wearing a purple bow tie. Continue. All right. Okay. I have you blocked on Instagram, so let me unblock real quick. Uh, Perfect. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's a look. It's strong. The mutton chops are very um, 1800s. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you do to your hair? You just blue dry it back a little bit. I respect the David Lynch height of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I'm hearing mostly positives here. The bow tie really compliments your eyes. I've had that bow tie for 25 years. On what other occasions have you worn this bow tie for other than Constantly. comedic purposes? Oh my God. I used to wear it when I would conduct pit orchestra in college. I mean, that's appropriate. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I have a question. In the food truck, what's the mandatory uniform for chefs and uh, clerks? I think it's, uh, uh, well, we could go like mesh or something like kind of clubby, sexy. I, I don't uh, think that's the move. I think it needs to be really, really classy. If it's high quality sushi oh, and that's clearly some high quality naming, better. I think it should be black tie. 
Great. I'm into it. Yes. hundred percent. Wonderful. Um, that's yeah, it has to, everything about it has to scream good and classy, except for the names, <laughs> except right? for the everything else. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is exciting. It's sort of like when you go into a head shop in an illegal state and they, if you call a bong, a bong and they kick you out, you have to be like, right. I would like to see that water a, pipe, please. A tobacco thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, they well, the won't give thing. you the role unless you say it. Here's the other thing about this idea. If the name is indeed sushi fuck, it is a whole slew of other opportunities. Like you can go to the, you know, the chicken fuck or the burger fuck or whatever. So this idea is very portable. Burger fuck. Yes. Uh, I mean, but my point is you could get a whole like fleet of fuck trucks, right? (laughs) A franchise of fuck trucks, which just patrol the streets serving fucks. trucks yeah this is on patreon we can name it that right uh maybe we'll call it f trucks that's a cop out <laughs> it definitely is it's where we're, they're paying money for it it's behind a paywall we can name it the fuck truck fleet of fuck <laughs> trucks uh, you know what let's try it and see what happens yeah oh just so many a possibilities whole... that i i burger fuck is really just getting the wheel the cogs in my brain turning Pretty exciting, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I think this is great. I think fuck. this is the best work we could have possibly done. Pizza fuck doesn't appeal to me as much. Um, Barbecue fuck? No, that's weak. Uh, uh, there's just, it, it has such a good ring to it. Burger fuck. It really does, yes. It's it's a strong combination Pasta fuck is another good one. That's very solid, yes. Uh, well, there's also, uh, it could be a dumpling truck called the dump fuck. I That's, actually I like mean, that she, better than all of these because it's a surely, repurposed dump truck that has been yes, thoroughly, thoroughly cleaned. The kitchen is in the back. Dump fuck. Uh, I have you seen? I've been making this joke for years, but not often. Uh, my idea for an NSP restaurant, uh, a dumpling restaurant called Ninja Brian's Hot Dumps. Yeah, you've definitely told me this joke yes. before. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it, we've had this for probably since the beginning of the band. So. It's something I've been very, very, and the counterpart is Danny Sexbang's Tasteful Nudes for Noodles. Uh, <laughs> that is very good. Yes, right? Hot dumps and tasteful nudes, like just pan-Asian cuisine. Yes, I think that um, for Pasta Fuck, of course, the flagship Pasta Fuck, they need to have like rigged um, mics set up with the pots that the pasta are in. And then they, they you know, you get live, that's what good pussy sounds like. <laughs> Yes, great. This is the worst episode we've ever done. I want to apologize to everyone, uh, just in general, not even just listening to this. Uh, Uh, Everyone that's ever supported me to allow me to come to this moment in my life, I'm sorry. Yeah, the enablers, all of you. That's that's what I seek out. Uh, I think we should end here. We should Uh, end before we say any more just god-awful shit um i'm pretty sure my dad doesn't pay for this patreon patreon god please um dad i'm sorry i'm just gonna cut it there after that
Uh, I went for my second COVID test today. How'd it go? And uh, this doctor was a lot less gentle than the previous one. <laughs> he, he was very nice, but he was like, all right, let's do this. Blam in my face. And uh, it's just not fun. Have you had the nasal thing? I have not. I I genuinely do not go places, so I have not, uh, or or see people, so I have not felt uh, compelled to do it thus far. Yeah. Well, I am doing a secret group thing, which I cannot discuss publicly yet, that requires being in a space with other humans. So our deal was we're all going to get tested first and just make sure it, you know, take reasonable precaution, actually more than like beyond beyond reasonable precautions and right. uh uh and hope that everyone is negative so we'll Brian, see. are you joining an eyes wide shut cult uh well oh, that no i mean that it's we don't like cult like i prefer yeah it it, it 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 implies some kind of ideology that i think my peculiar brand of sexual anarchy does not possess <laughs> Ah, uh, good morning, listeners. It's not even morning. It's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Pandemic oh, hell yeah, Tuesday. it is. Uh, Welcome to Sexual Anarchy, the podcast. <laughs> Peculiar brand of sexual anarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, every day it's, it's I, I wake up, then somehow it's noon, and then suddenly it's 9 p.m. Uh, and every day it's just like, oh, pandemic chilling, pandemic Tuesday, pandemic <laughs> Friday, uh, you know, pandemic hours. Yeah. We it's, to it's to, to to keep time a little bit. We instituted a rule that Audrey may not use screens before ten a.m. And okay, so let me ask you, Layton, as a non-parent, what happens when you tell your child you can't use screens until ten a.m.? But what happens every morning before ten a.m.? That, that child is going to be awake at six a.m. and mad, right? Well, th okay, that is true, but also. Then you get the question, is it 10 a.m. yet? 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 And we're like, look at the clock, Audrey. We have digital clocks. Like, you know, you can see the nine, but she doesn't trust. And then uh, when it is 10 o'clock, you can hear this tiny little gasp of joy. <gasps> it's very cute. Oh, what a... That's so grim in general. So... Uh, can you tell everybody what your uh, your father's impression of me was? Oh yeah. Okay. So um, for my my birthday, my dad sent me that very nice package that I discuss on the episode that comes out on Friday, and um, he we were on the phone, and then sort of out of nowhere, he was like, "Do you want to hear my Brian impression?" And then <laughs> I don't know how to give it justice because I can't do an impression of my dad doing an impression of you, and by now I've forgotten what he said. I have to. Well, go it was more the words that I'm. I'm curious. Hold about. on, I got to go back through what I okay. texted you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's of course what I saw. Yeah. Oh boy. Hold on, hold on. This is riveting podcasting. Um. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> my dad said, "Here's my Brian impression." But Audrey, I like physics. That's it. But imagine that in like a slightly more Brian voice. But like the 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 but I really can't overemphasize how much he emphasized like a long but. Do I say that a lot? I don't think you do. I didn't understand what he was trying to say to me for like 
a minute there. I was like, what, what are you? This is some 40 chess of a bit. I don't know what's happening. Because that's really interesting. You know, when someone points out a thing about how you talk and mm -hmm. you're like, do I do that? And sometimes it's, yes, I do that all the time. I didn't realize it. I think I'm generally pretty self-aware when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But that was, I was like, what? Is that a, I mean, I've definitely Just used that word. Brian thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I talk every week for a long period of time. Yes. Uh, that's not a thing that I've picked up on. Um, it's sort of like how, when I started streaming, which I haven't done in a while, like every, it just sort of became the thing that everyone was like, God, you say piss and shit so much, just like as a, as an interjection. And mm -hmm. like, I, I didn't realize how much I just go piss and shit. Um, I, like, but I don't remember you saying at least in the podcast, I don't think you say that that much. I definitely don't say it on the podcast, but when I'm hardcore gamer mode, it comes out a lot. Uh, if you had to do, uh, let's, do you think we should do impressions of each other? Uh, I don't think, I don't <laughs> think attempted. I oh, buddy. Uh, but I don't know what I would do for you even. Yeah. It's, I'm not like, I don't know about you. I'm not good at impressions. Oh no, Impressions in general. I can't do accents or like anything. Um, I'm, I'm cursed to be trapped in the, the nasal vocal zone that I currently exist in. And that's fine. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am definitely not good at impressions or accents. Uh, Rachel is like preternaturally amazing. I mean, she's like a savant with that stuff. She's just incredible. I believe it. It's uh, always like mid, very Midwestern people who have just like the perfect bass voice for doing impressions and accents like Jory yep. fucking expert. Is he good at accents? extremely good yeah oh, i, I mean he, his, his impressions are just like they come out of nowhere and they're insanely spot on um that's God, true now that i think fuck did it. he say to me recently that just really killed me uh i can't remember because most of the things that jory says kills kill me um, you know, okay i'm gonna propose a future episode we are let's see we just recorded episode 26 uh i think as at least a bit maybe for a minisode but for a full uh, episode probably. I'd like to have Jory on to do an audit of the podcast. Like a, here's where we are. Here is what's been happening. I mean, I don't want to have to listen to every episode. Although, of course, Jory, if you, I assume you're listening to this because I assume you listen to everything. Uh, but I would like an honest evaluation with pulling no punches uh, from Jory. Because I know if he wants to eviscerate someone, he definitely can. And I would like to hear his his pros and cons of what we've been doing. I I think it would involve him apologizing the entire time. Correct, which is why it'd be fun. That's why that's why having Jory give criticism to a thing you're doing is the best because he feels bad about it, and then you get to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that certainly is a way of putting it. Uh, we should have Jory back on regardless. Uh, we've been talking about yes. this forever of doing a Twin Peaks episode one commentary track with Jory. It's just a matter of getting him like a good mic. Um, but we should yeah. absolutely do that. 100%. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Also, I, I would just love miss Jory so much. I kind yeah, me too. I haven't even talked to him in months now. Uh, uh, please give him my best next time you, you speak to him. Uh, or I could text him, but nah. You could do that. Um, uh, no, I will. Uh, it's what I, I would love to have an independent, uh, evaluation 
of our podcast. I think that would be really fun and interesting. You think it would be fun and interesting? (laughs) I I think it'd be a good bit and it might elucidate some pattern. I mean, that's a lot of work for someone to do, even with the relatively small number of episodes we have so far. But uh, just to see what an independent person who is not already a fan thinks. I think that'd be cool. That sounds horrifying, right? <laughs> that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> well, we don't have to do it for sure. Uh, okay, well, that's a no, and that's. I fine. mean, that's not me completely shooting it down. That's just my knee-jerk emotional response of like, I don't want to be evaluated. I, I hate to be perceived by people who are familiar with me, let alone a stranger <laughs> whose entire read on me would be based on the things that I say on this podcast, which is going to be like. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, well, for both of us, for sure. But like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm always curious, especially with completely subjective stuff, you know, mm-hmm. to bring someone in from the outside and have them listen to a thing. Like, not, I guess it's not really fair because most of the time, I'd say the vast majority of the time, if they're not kind of in it or have the background to be into it, which is maybe the more relevant thing, they'll just be like, what? What is this? Uh, all right. Yeah. Who are these people? Why should I give a shit? Yeah, exactly. Um, but occasionally you would hear someone like that be like, oh, you know, that was really fun and compelling. You're interested or whatever. That might be that might be interesting. But yes, it would probably be hard to hear. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, there was a recurring nightmare that I used to have in art school uh, where I would go to bring a piece to uh, a critique And then instead of critiquing the piece, everyone would just like go really hard on critiquing me as a person, like very vicious and cruel. Oh my God. Um, And then follow me home, like interested, be the running commentary. And then I get into bed at night and then they're all just still going. Um, Wow. Which is my brain's extremely on the nose way of being like, hey, you know, you have anxiety, right? (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) really, really great recurring nightmare to have. Just like a super good one. Like when when you say recurring, how recurring is recurring? Like every night or like? Uh, no, not every often. night. I, I've never been like an every night kind of dream person. I will say that they take place in like the same realms, if that makes sense. Like it, it feels like you're in different uh, uh, universes for some of them. Like they did have different rules and logic. Now I can't think of anything uh, uh, less interesting to talk about than dreams. So I will not attempt to explain the strange logic of how my dreams work, just that they're bad and fucked up. And I'm I, sure that has nothing to do with the constant stream of filth that I inject into my brain at all hours. I had a friend, a weird comedy friend who one year, his New Year's resolution was to not listen to other people tell them about their tell him about their dreams. And I thought that was such a great and self-centered uh, <laughs> resolution. Like it wasn't something that he was going to do really. He just yeah. didn't want to hear other people's dreams. That's a boundary. Uh, it's a boundary. And it's a reasonable boundary because most of the time, other people's dreams are not interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, that has stuck with me. It was like 15 years ago now. <laughs> um, I, I had, well, violating that tenet immediately here. Uh, I had a dream. This is two nights ago. It was, I don't think I have a typical dream, but this was atypical uh, for me. It was like an action movie. And there was some kind of alien doomsday scenario in which there was a ticking clock. And they had someone, I don't know who they is in this case, 
uh, had assigned various groups of theoretical physicists to different pods to preserve because a large swath of uh, human life was going to be obliterated. So I looked down this list of theoretical physicists, uh, all of whom were friends, and I wasn't on this list. And then the rest of the dream was like me, like Logan's running, uh, you know, around some kind of... It was, I was in these very like modern looking, brightly lit apartments, like lots of, uh, uh, you know, dark wood, but lots of sunlight and very white, lots of, you know, stairs without rails kind of stuff. Uh, it was, it was, it was the kind of thing where I was like, this is fucked up. It was in the sense that I was like, I'm probably going to die at the end of this dream, but (laughs) it was a really fun, like action movie conceit. And then I forgot most of what made it fun, of course, as dreams work most of what made it fun is just gone at this point. Yeah. I guess for me, it's funny because the prerequisite is like, oh, I die at the end of this. This there's, there's, this is the only outcome of every dream is that I die. That doesn't speak to any underlying neuroses or (laughs) mental uh, uh, cognitive distortions uh, that are inherent to my worldview or anything like that. Have Um, you ever been told that you talk in your sleep? Do you know if you talk in your sleep? Um, I've been told like when I was a kid that I talk in my sleep, uh, but I don't think I really do it anymore. Um, do you? Very rarely, very rarely. Occasionally Rachel will say, she'll hear me say, Audrey, stop it. Or something like that. You know, uh, yeah. Classic parent stuff. The the one I remember for Rachel, this is when we like, right when we were first married, so this is like 12, 13 years ago. Uh, was I, she had gone to bed first and then I came to bed later and I was like just sitting there reading or whatever. And she goes, if you subtract 4,000 from 94,000, you get another Swedish name. (laughs) And I turned to her and I was like, what? And then angrily she goes, you think I'm being ridiculous, but I'm not. And like turns around and I, I remember it because I wrote it down. Like, I was like, this is the fucking best. I got to write this down. Uh, and yeah, so that has stayed with me forever. I mean, typically, you know, like she probably talks a typical amount in her sleep, which is mm-hmm. not very much. And occasionally words will pop out. And when you, you know, when you share the same bed with someone for, you know, more than a decade, you're going to hear them say shit. Yeah. Uh, but generally, yeah, I don't think I talk uh, that much. I think I I do flop around a lot and emit like, you know, unhappy grunts according Mm -hmm. to her, but, uh, (laughs) it's not exactly talking per se. Yeah. I, I had a friend, uh, back in college who was a big, like would fall asleep early, but then have like full, almost lucid conversations with people while she was sleeping. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was it was really funny because we would just fuck with her while she was doing it because she would say very entertaining stuff. Nice. But there was um her boyfriend was having me trip sit for him because he had gotten some shrooms and I was like, okay, cool, we're all gonna stay up late and do this. I know that you know the my friend who's a girl is going to fall asleep really fast because that's how this always goes, and so he was gonna do it overnight. And I'm just sitting with him and I've, I've trips out for a bunch of people having never actually tripped myself. I just, you know, I like to watch it happen because it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's sitting there like, 
oh, the wall's getting a little wave. No, not really. I'm not sure. And so it was getting to a point where he was like, I wonder if I should take more. And I was like, dude, you got to like hold off on it. The like, answer to that is never yes. The answer is never take way. more. Yeah. Yeah. And so his girlfriend like has been sleeping and then sort of rouses for a moment and is like, eyes still closed. And it's just like, boyfriend name. I, I had a dream that you took more shrooms and you were like way higher. And then she went back to sleep and immediately he takes the rest of them. I'm like, what are you doing? She's asleep. (laughs) Uh, They ended up being really bunk shrooms and he didn't trip at all. So I stayed up with him all night anyway. So nothing happened and it was fine. Yeah. But what a nightmarish thing for an asleep person to tell you to take more shrooms and then you do it. And then you do it. Yeah. That's don't listen to people when they're asleep. Like as a general rule. Just as a general, if someone's asleep and they tell you to imbibe more drugs, maybe don't (laughs) do that. An awake person telling you that is sus. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good life rule. Don't listen to no advice from sleeping people, like obviously sleeping people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for my birthday, my mom got me a criterion collection gift card. And so Mm. I went really ham on criterions and they they all came in today so I'm oh nice you got them fat stack of criterions so i got it's all eyes DVDs. without a face uh yeah some of them are dvds some of them are blu-rays um i got eyes without a face i got the silence of the lambs uh, nice. which has a commentary track with anthony hopkins jody foster and then john douglas who's like the fbi agent who oh wow yeah on it uh, Eraserhead, John Waters Polyester, got some Wild Strawberries, Andre Rublev, The Vanishing, and The Piano Teacher. Wow, that's a that's a solid list. Yeah, and I got one more, and it's coming later, and I forget what it was. But yeah, I've I'm never excited. seen. Actually, I haven't seen a lot of Bergman, but I've never seen Wild Strawberries. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I think the only Bergman I've seen is um, Persona, which is great, and I also have on Criterion. You've never seen Seventh Seal, even. Oh, I've seen Seventh Seal, and I also okay. own the Seventh Seal. Yeah, because that's that's typically the one. Yeah, the rest of my criterions, I'm trying to read them from across the room. I have Black Narcissus, Female Trouble, Man oh. Bites Dog, uh, The Life Aquatic, which I actually got for free and I have not actually watched. Um, I have Persona, I have The Picnic at Hanging Rock, Ghost World, Funny Games 97, Solaris, All That Heaven Allows, and uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Uh, original Solaris, I assume. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Dear okay. God. Just yeah. just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine it. they would put the Soderbergh out on Criterion. That would be that, that shit's offensive to me. Um <laughs> I haven't actually watched it, but just like, how dare you? It was already perfect. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, I didn't I, I haven't seen the Soderbergh. Yeah. Uh I'm assuming you've seen Stalker, right? Oh yeah, of course. Mm. I mean have you read probably, a Roadside Picnic? I have not. No, I want to. It's really good. It's very short. Um, I was just, uh, oh God, well, actually, sorry. I lost my thought. Um, <laughs> what was I going to talk about? I don't even know. Anyway. Um, so uh, of those, have you seen most of those before? Um, let's see. I, I do a lot of criterion blind buys of just stuff that seems interesting. So I haven't seen eyes without a face eraser head. Wild Strawberries, Andre Rublev, and then in my existing collection, I haven't seen Black Narcissus, Picnic at Hanging Rock, uh, and All That Heaven Allows. I actually, I only have All That Heaven Allows because I bought a copy as like a Christmas gift for somebody a while back, and I accidentally ordered two. And I was like, well, 
I guess I have this now if I want. I don't to even watch know Douglas what what Sir. is that. What what it's, is yeah? What is that one? It's like a sixties um, Douglas Sirk. Like influential. Let's see. Uh, it's a May December romance kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about like older it. Older man, younger woman. I think it's it, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I feel like there are a lot of film people who like very fetishize like 60s movies, which like, yeah, they're good. I like them. They don't particularly interest me um, unless it's like uh, Japanese new wave, like women in the dunes kind of shit. Yeah. Or exploitation yeah, stuff. That is a, that's a real thing. Like a lot of the classics, and I have this issue as many people do with the Criterion channel. There's a lot of great shit on there, but so much of it just feels like like work work yeah and that's why i canceled my subscription <laughs> it's it's never like you know you get to whatever i i i put audrey down for the night and i go and i'm like all right let's kick back with oh no nope that's <laughs> uh a you know a classic 1962 explorate nope not okay pass and then it's like well what's on hbo max so <laughs> yeah Exactly. Alien Resurrection, sure, great. You know, yeah, whatever. Like you have to have the right balance of art and trash. Uh, and you know, I did my my prerequisite. You know, I, as I mentioned on the podcast and didn't talk about a lot, I watched Come and See, which is mm-hmm. like the best war movie of all time, in my opinion. Like it's it's a war movie that's straight up just a horror movie um, in the worst way possible. Like it's really, whoo! Some of the images in that thing are. <laughs> rough you, do you yeah. know anything about that movie uh only what you've said but nothing beyond it um i'm gonna drop a link to uh, is this is the link going to upset me oh no not at all okay um but it's basically like sure. i can just google it yeah 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 if you just like look at the images you, you get a sense of just the emotional turmoil of the movie and how the main kid is 13 years old <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah no thank you yeah yeah it's rough when's um, it from 85 85 yeah yeah that means i might be able to handle it i don't know i'm probably gonna pass yeah it's it's not like gory really it's just very emotionally intense i can't handle shit where kids are in peril like it's it it, it upsets me too much i don't want to see it yeah all right i I have a a kid who i'm constantly trying to keep in one piece and the idea of a even a fictional child getting hurt is too upsetting to me yeah yeah fair although i the fact that my own daughter is still in one piece is is a miracle considering that she essentially moves exclusively by parkour at this point <laughs> like she just has yeah. no fear and will jump off anything onto anything else and the more corners that are nearby the better so it's it, it yeah the fact that she hasn't severely injured herself so far or every day is, is yeah. remarkable yeah I mean that the, we're we're just little bags of meat, and children are bags of meat who are a little less aware that they are bags of meat. And they're made of uh, jelly, essentially. Like yeah. they can get pretty badly hurt, or what would for an adult be a, a pretty severe injury, and they'll just like I'm fine, bonk, you know. Yeah, gonna walk it walk off. Walk it off. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, I think as all reasonable parents do, default assumption when a kid gets hurt is you're fine. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> You know, 
because their their threshold for crying is pretty low, generally. Yeah, speaking. and it's it's also a lot of your like reaction to them uh, getting injured or whatever that they'll be like, oh, am I supposed to am I supposed to be upset? What's going yeah. on? And because we have a little actor for a child, of course. Uh, when she gets hurt, we have to st- steer her away from mirrors. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise the reaction will amplify as she watches herself be sad and it's it, it's it's honestly pretty great to watch it go from like oh i kind of bonked my knee to like oscar winning moment uh it, 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 it but at the same time you kind of want to de-escalate the situation so we have had to and i'm not kidding we've had to been like all right audrey turn around like face me <laughs> not the mirror and then it calms down pretty quickly yeah uh, wow but yeah uh her main question about life or her main recurring question is would it be funny if so i think we're raising a little comedian it's I, oh, of course you are i think it, even if you weren't uh actively kind of uh nudging that like it, you two are her parents like of course you are <laughs> well yes but also you know sometimes you don't get what you expect but she's definitely very concerned about would it be funny? And it's all kids, kids stuff. You know, would it be funny if a waffle ate a baby and you're like, uh, <laughs> I, I guess it'd be interesting, you know? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, but it does completely track that she has the parents she has and acts the way she acts. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask uh, in terms of, I've been trying to like watch more movies lately and especially since I got my hard drive, which I've only watched oh, yeah. a few things off of. Uh, I watched a history of violence this week out of nowhere. Like I was oh, just yeah. kind of doing a roulette on my watch list. Have you seen that? You know, I, uh, I have not. And I've been meaning to forever because I, I love Cronenberg yeah. and uh, it's, it's Viggo Mortensen too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and people have said, I, I've heard completely mixed reviews about that all from trusted sources. I have friends that I, whose judgment I trust who say it is a piece of hot garbage and they hated it. And friends whose judgment I trust, who is like, who, who absolutely love it. So I have not seen it. No. Yeah, I'm I'm like hard middle of the line on it. I love Cronenberg, um, and you sort of see it, it's him at his least least Cronenberg. Um, right. There are moments where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, that's a skull under the face. Because it's like but like er, early mid two thousands. Is that right? Yeah, two thousand five. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's fine, I guess. It, it, it's I have issues with it, like structurally, because like all of the plot obstacles are so easily bypassed that it's like this whole thing is supposed to be like a tense thriller and there's no tension because every time there is an issue, it's just like, nope, that's gone now. No problem. Mm. <laughs> um, also, there's like a sex scene where they're fucking on stairs and it's just like, Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's gotta be a better way to fuck on stairs. Like there are so many options and why are you doing it like this? Um, In fact, so, yeah. I think that, I feel like I've seen that screenshot in various places. I feel like it's a famous <laughs> screenshot because you can see yeah, it's like the, um, spot or something, right? Yeah, yeah, you totally do uh, in a very unflattering uh, right. angle. It, it's like the, you always see the stills from the, what is it, the showgirls, Kyle McLaughlin pool oh, sex yeah. scene. Right. Infamous. Um, but yeah, hold on. I want to send you a link to, I cataloged a bunch of the movies that are on that hard drive and I want to oh, send yes, you a please. link to my, my letterbox list of them All so right. you can How look are you at and react this? to them. Email, text. How are you I'll put it. I'll drop it in the Zencaster chat. Oh, great! For those who'd like to follow along at home, 
it's uh, my my letterbox is funeral titty. That's all caps. Funeral T I D D Y. Uh, the list is called the haunted hard drive. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, right. Okay, hold on. I gotta have to zoom into these. Uh, all right, so I'm just gonna go through this and see. Have I seen any of these? <laughs> Nine is on. That's an odd choice. Yeah, uh, well, it's the it's the short film. Like there are a bunch of short films on it. It's yeah. the short film that the feature is based on. Which honestly, I remember when that movie came out. Like the feature, I really loved it as a kid. They're just like bitching monsters in it. Like the designs are cool as hell. Not a good uh, movie, but wow, Dennis neat. Hopper, the decisive moments. What a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, all it looks like most if not all of the faces of death all faces of death faces of gore all the traces of death also yeah i'm skipping those uh yeah th- this is definitely like uh brian can't handle this uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah i started watching this movie um that's on there in a glass cage we're probably gonna finish that tonight but um i uh i'm not gonna say what this movie is about but oh anybody my god look- <laughs> the day the clown cried is on this holy shit Wow, that is a that's amazing. I want to. Yeah, see that. I don't know anything about it. Oh, this is the Jerry Lewis one. This is the Jerry Lewis Holocaust movie. Oh fuck! Okay, I'm excited to watch this. That you is very, I think quite hard to find. Oh wow, Killdozer. That's a good choice. Uh huh. Oh, Linda Quigley's horror workout is on this. I I found a um a, a VHS tape on eBay that I was in a bit of a bidding war over trying to get a copy of that, but um. Yeah. The Paul Lind Halloween special? <laughs> what? Oh, I want to you I have to see that. I have to see, I love Paul Lind. Um there was a it, guy, I think we talked about It's crazy how much shit is on this thing. Do we do we talked about the uh the, the the Do I Sound Gay documentary? Yeah. I think yeah, I watched so, that one of the first times I ever got stoned. So I don't remember much about it. Oh, this four pages? Fuck. What? Mhm. Oh my god! So like anyway, three hundred and sixty movies. The only thing I want to say about uh, the "Do I Sound Gay" uh, documentary, which I, I enjoy, I didn't think it was like the best thing in the world. I think it's a super interesting topic. I can't say I absolutely love the film, but there is a guy who they come, they cut to a few times, whose job title is Paul Lind expert. And <laughs> I was like, this has to be the coolest guy ever because oh, it's so great. All right, I'm just gonna. Star Wars Return of the Ewok. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, what is that? There's a movie whose title looks like Shrek, but it's not. Uh, Christian Youth Scare Films, Volume 1. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, they have the Law Enforcement Guide to Satanic Cults, which is one that I actually bought a bootleg of mm. uh, on VHS. And the moment that I took it out of the sleeve, it was like so hardcore bootleg that like the screws fell out. And I've been meaning to get a new um, <laughs> case so I can like uh, put the reels in there and watch it because that just feels like the right way to do it. Because at that yeah. point, like that was a legitimate like officer training tool. <laughs> I was wow. able to watch like 10 seconds of it and it was immediately so good that I was like, no, why is it broken? This is amazing. <laughs> Terror vision. That's cool. That's a classic. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm almost I'm almost done with page two. Where's Papa? Wow. My parents like that film. Uh that's interesting. Uh, do, 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 do. Wow, I cannot believe the amount of stuff on this. Uh, I just want to see if there's anything I know really well here. All right, page three. Uh, going through this. Uh, do, do. 
Charles Bukowski tapes. That's an immediate pass from me. <laughs> I just, yeah, all I the could... reviews of that movie is people being like, damn, he's a lot more boring than I expected. Oh, my God. Anyone who's like, yeah, Charles Bukowski, like, get over yeah. I don't know. It's just so fuck, fuck that shit. Uh, John Carpenter, the man in his movies. I assume that's a documentary of some kind. Uh, yeah, lots of documentaries. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Okay, got to have that. Classics, yeah. Uh, Meet the Feebles. Oh, that is a rough watch. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. That is I, one of the early Peter Jackson movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's basically, it's what if the Muppets were assholes, but taken mm-hmm. to such an extreme that is, I, I watched it once and I was like, I actually can't handle this again. So uh, there's some great stuff in it for sure, but it's definitely not uh, anything I wish to see again. Return of the Living Dead, that's a good choice. Yeah, I've uh, seen, according to the letterbox, I've seen seven out of the 342 movies. <laughs> Spermula? Like that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Some of these, it's just like the names of them is, is enough for me to be like, yeah, uh, I'm in. Tetsuo and Tetsuo 2, great. I love Tetsuo. I have not yeah. seen Tetsuo 2, so I'm excited for Neither that. Oh, wow. It looks like you have the Angela Lansbury Sweeney Todd. That's great. <laughs> I didn't know they there was a film version of that. I definitely want to see that. The Twonky. Cool. That's a classic. Like, uh, is that a hammer? Uh, it's one of those like classic bad, uh, you know, 50s or 60s horror film. Wonderful. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm especially excited about uh, what the future sounded like. Cause it's about uh, synths. Oh, like, well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and your dad, like, compiled this whole thing for you? He did not compile it. He has a friend who has been, like, archiving and restoring VHS tapes for, like, 35 years. So, like, one day in July, I just get a text from my dad that's like, what are movies that you have heard of but have never been able to find? And so I, I was like, well, what does that mean? Um, I mean, that like, Day the Clown Cried is a classic example of that of, yeah like hard to find yeah and so i listed off a bunch of the ones that are on here like shram and dare totus king and all the august undergrounds and uh oh For- forbidden zone is on here by the way which is oh nice I, somehow i missed that there's forbidden wow. zone and then a behind the scenes documentary about forbidden zone so it's it's a difficult watch it's not ugh. i mean oh yeah cool, i've, I've watched like... a good bit of it already it's it's pretty rough but you know yeah um Wow. But yeah, so I, I mentioned cool. a bunch of things and then my dad relayed this th- those things to his friend and my dad was basically like, she likes the most extreme shit possible, so like really go wild. And apparently this selection of 500 gigabytes is the smallest sliver of his entire collection because he's just wow. been doing oh. this for so long. A Boy and His Dog is supposed to be great. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, um, I, I love the uh, short story. It's really good. Yeah. Wow. Super rad. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's truly like the best present I've ever gotten. Yeah, wow. Oh, wait, awesome. is this a Jack Chick documentary? Oh, yeah, it is. Chick Tracks. What the? Like a lot of these, I can't even... I love the name Rotting Hill, by the way. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. There's one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically one that that is probably like maybe the rarest of the bunch that's like... Um, a bunch of kids in the 80s remade Raiders of the Lost Ark shot by shot. Oh, they, yeah. I've heard about yeah. that. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it's on there um, where it's like from wow. seam to seam. They're either 12 or 16 or 14 because it took them so long to make it. Um, and that it's supposedly like genuinely good. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation from 1989. Took them Very six cool. years to make. Visions of suffering. What? Come on. <laughs> yeah, there's just like so much bullshit. Um, so every night I settle in and I'm like, oh, the the Saul Bass. Um, Walt Disney Animation Studios, the story of menstruation. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> um but Saul Bass did a uh d- directed like a horror movie about Really? Ants. Yeah, and it's what? on here. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't realize so, he directed anything. I know, right? And like if you look up um it's phase 4 like Roman numeral 4 like the images from it are unsurprisingly like super striking. Yeah, I bet. That dude, man. Good for yeah, him. Just that, the that's Oh, incredible. Have I, uh, kind of the same era, have we t- ever talked about Alexander Gerard? Do you know Alexander Gerard? No. Look, uh, a designer and architect from the 60s, Gerard, J- G-I-R-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, I have, I actually didn't know this guy's name, but, I, you know, the images are pretty iconic. Oh, uh, don't you have a book on this? Um, I do, yes. This? Yeah, so, uh, I think I picked it up and looked at that uh, one of the last times I was at your place. Super, super cool stuff. And he, he's very, it's the, it's not the same aesthetic quite as a lot of the Bass stuff, but it's definitely the same period. Uh, yeah. A lot of the colors are kind of similar. Uh, and I just, yeah, I just love this, you know, 50s, 60s era design stuff. So cool. Yeah, the, the heavy hitter, like a very foundational graphic design. I mean- that's what's so cool about uh, Saul Bass because I was working on a project that was very like 60s, uh, directly Saul Bass inspired. And like his, when you hear him talk about or like read interviews with him, his approach to stuff is so like symbolically and metaphorically deep. Um, yeah. uh, shit. It, 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 I'm trying to think, there's a particular interview where he's talking about how like I want to show you things in ways that you have not considered them. Of like we we look at things over and over to the point that they're symbols and we're not actually seeing the thing and we're just seeing our interpretation of the thing and I want you to see things in a different way like that's really awesome. interesting guy yeah I don't really know anything about him personally and he designed like AT and T logo like oh, all these major all these movie like posters everything yeah uh, and it's always funny watching like title sequences for movies where it's like title design by Saul Bass everything like uh, like probably a hundred movies or something right yeah uh, you know watching cape fear recently he did that mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing where you you're watching the the beginning of a movie and you're like did danny elfman do this soundtrack <laughs> like yeah. you know fucking immediately <laughs> immediately yeah wow cool uh i think that's good for a mini so yeah we're at like 40 minutes yeah uh, well, this is fun as always. A joy to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, folks, for tuning in on the old old Patreon minisode. Uh, thank you all who commented Porky's on the last. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people, one. right? I get email notifications every time there's Patreon activity, so I just got like this deluge of Porky's, Porky's, Porky's. How many? Well, I, I, like I'd like to think that's a representative number of. People I, I want to see who the true the believers episode. are. Hold on, I'm yeah. checking. I'm going to call you call y'all out. I'm looking at this too. Yeah. Let's see. Post. How do I, I'm going to say I love Patreon. The The back end like user interface fucking sucks. A little hard to, to navigate. 15 people. 
Okay. I, I want to individually thank every single person. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, say the name. Well, okay. You say the name and then I'm going to say something after you say each name. So let's go one at a time, but leave me space to respond. All right. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Will. Thanks, Will. Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Garnio. Thanks, Garnio. Joseph Davies. Thanks, Joseph Daisy. Davies. Sophie. Thanks, Sophie. <laughs> Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Starnicorn. Thanks, Starnicorn. Kira. Thanks, Kira. Ian. Thanks, Ian. Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Dave Lynn. Thanks, Dave Lynn. Brady Bear. Thanks, Brady Bear. And Laura. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, all of you. We should do a um who who listened to this minisode uh, comment and say a word. What should the word be this time? Uh, well, I picked the last one, so why don't you pick this one? Mm. Snuff film. <laughs> Great. Call it snuff film. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, be well. Take care of yourselves. Be gentle with yourself today, every day, once a day. Give yourself a present. Uh, see you soon. This is the end of the minisode. Bye. Bye. Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>